We have all had painful events in our lives that can lead to depression, anxiety, addiction, or broken relationships. But here's a secret. It is not about what happened to us that causes suffering. It's the stories we believe about ourselves. Join us as we shine light on how to rewrite our stories, avoid the shadows of shame, and travel along the pathway to joy, love, and connection. It's the Finding Peace Podcast with your host, Amazon best-selling author, Troy L. Love. Before we jump into this episode, I wanted to make a special announcement about Season 5. We're going to change the format just a little bit. We still are going to have guests, and we still are going to tell stories, but for Season 5, I am going to walk some courageous souls through the Finding Peace worksheet a copy of which you can find in the Finding Peace workbook, which is available on Amazon. If you would like to be one of those courageous souls, then I just need you to go to findingpeaceconsulting.com forward slash podcast. There you'll find a button that takes you to an application where you can be considered as one of these amazing, courageous, beautiful souls that are going to bless the lives of a lot of people as you do the work. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It is my sincere hope that you find support, solutions, and solace here. I am so excited. I know I say that a lot. Every time I introduce a guest, I say that I'm excited, but for real, I am excited because the guest that I have on the show today is one of the men who played a significant role in helping me develop the model which I now share with others. He was one of the very few individuals that I asked to endorse my Finding Peace workbook, partly because my shadows of shame were so loud, especially the impotent one that told me that nobody was actually going to endorse the book. But because of his impact in my life, And the things that I learned from him, I felt like I needed to have him be a part of this journey. And so I reached out to him and asked if he would be willing to be on the Finding Peace podcast. So let me introduce you to Gary Van Warmerdam, who is the creator of PathwayToHappiness.com, an interactive website where he has lessons that help us change our beliefs and in the process, change our emotions and our behaviors. In 1994, when he was in a place of darkness and unhappiness in his own life, he began his own journey to find greater peace, joy, and love in his life. And one of the people that he stumbled upon was Dr. Miguel Ruiz, who you may know is the author of The Four Agreements. And Dr. Ruiz became one of Gary's mentors. And through that collaboration and that interaction, Gary began to learn some things that he began sharing with others that eventually came my way. His background is an engineer. And so he was able to do some reverse engineering and put some things together that helped create some processes in order for those who follow him to change their beliefs, their emotions, and learn how to be more mindful while living in greater happiness. 
Since then, he has been lecturing, leading retreats, writing books, and coaching individuals so they can live happier lives. It is my privilege and honor to welcome Gary Van Warmerdam to the Finding Peace podcast. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm so excited actually. Thank you so much for being with me on the Finding Peace podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about you or what you do? And then I'm going to tell a little bit about how I met you. So the the short answer, and you can dig in deeper if you want. I was 27 years old. I had just gotten out of the Navy in relationship and I was pretty miserable and unhappy with both. And I realized that uh yeah, I was the common denominator. And I thought, what is going on with some help? Figured out what is going on in my head that I am in situations and jobs and relationships I'm unhappy in. And I need to change this fundamental mechanism of decisions that put myself there and the way I think and, the, and how I live. Uh, because I want to be happy and I needed to get my mind right <laughs> my emotions right myself right uh, or else it didn't matter what relationship I was in or what job I was in if I didn't have my internal workings of my inner world at happy and at peace all the stuff in the outside world could line up beautifully but I wouldn't feel it and uh, and if it wasn't lining up beautifully, it was all chaotic. I sure as heck better have my inner world straightened out and peace with myself if I'm going to make my way through it. Um, and so that became my number one priority starting about 30 years ago. And then about 20 years ago, I started sharing what I'd learned with others so that others could be happy as well. So ending suffering my suffering, being happy, and helping others and their suffering, being happy. That's what I've been doing for 20 years. Where did you get started? Where did you go to find some of the answers? First couple of things, I, I bought some books. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Try to figure it out through more knowledge. And then a friend had been studying with Miguel Ruiz, author of The Four Agreements, Mastery of Love, Voice of Knowledge, many bestsellers already known best for his four agreements and it, this is before the book was out she'd been studying a little classes in san diego and going on trips with him so she tricked me is a word for it to go into a talk he was giving and you know in spite of it not being anything profound and angels singing and bliss or anything like that just just a nice evening discussion him lecturing and talking about things and, and laughing quite a bit because it was hysterical at times I walked to my car and I remember thinking to myself, I could learn a lot from that man, which in retrospect was quite a shocking thought because the amount of self-importance I had, the amount of like thinking I had all the answers at the time was like, it's amazing that thought got in. <laughs> <laughs> it snuck in there. And so I started testing the waters with him and trying things out. It's okay, I'm going to try doing this work. and. Then it was one revelation and then a heart opening experience and then a deeper commitment and a, went on a journey with him for two weeks, 10, 10 days, two weeks to the Yucatan 
to, to meet so we did a lot of ceremony and processing work and it just completely changed my inner world to experience what how much love I could feel how how much of the internal dialogue could just go away I was so worried about what other people thought of me and uh, and I was like I want to feel like that all the time so then just more and more commitments more trips workshops practices on my own with him for for several years who we'll called my benefactor who helped awaken me through many levels so to to Miguel Ruiz I'm forever grateful beautiful man about 15 years ago I would say I was trying to find ways to be happy and I googled how to be happy or something like that and your information came up and at the time I don't know if you still do but at the time you offered a free email course where every I don't know if it was every day or every week I would get a little information from you little recordings I could download and you unfolded a paradigm that I was not familiar with before, especially after reading The Four Agreements and, and some of the stuff that Don Miguel talks about as well, about that living in a dream and those belief systems and paradigms that we have. And You had this fascinating way. I don't know what you call them. I call them something different than what you call them, but you talked about these archetypes or the voices in our head and the the judge and the hero and those people. And that changed my life to recognize that, man, I've been agreeing with those suckers for a long time. That's how I got, that's how I met you, or that's how I got introduced to you. I did not believe in myself enough. I reached out to you and asked, hey, do you do coaching? And, and you said yes. And then you told me how much you charge, which honestly was not very much for me. I was like, what? And so you had some really good boundaries of like, hey, if you can't invest in yourself enough, then then this isn't going to work. And at the time, I did not believe enough in myself to invest with, with you, which bumps me out now. But your ability to have boundaries around that and to show your belief in the work that you do also changed my life because it helped me understand, wow, I got to do some stuff. I really am going to have to take a look at the investment of me and, and how to change me. So even not working with you changed my life. But your paradigm around, I, what do you call those six people? The six, the six archetypes of drama yeah. so the voice, that are the voices in our head. The right. forms of the voices in our head. That became a pivotal part of the work I do, and I still I use it every day with the clients that I see. And we yeah. talk a lot about those. Yeah, yeah. The the voices in our head that are talking at us. We we have to learn how to listen to them and listen to what's behind them, as opposed to react to them or certainly agree with them. We have to learn not to agree with them, and that doesn't mean disagree with them. But that's a, certainly a pivotal process to then change your whole relationship with yourself and your mind. Yeah, I've ran into a couple of other people who have something similar, but I had never heard that before I met you. How did you come across that? Miguel taught 
different modalities, methods from different traditions. So he would teach, go through a body of work that was different spiritual traditions on, on the Christian mystery and about Christ. And did a power journey in Egypt. And one evening, you know, he gives the whole story of Moses and why Moses taught what he taught and the Ten Commandments were about. Like, okay, and this is this tradition at this time and why? So we were doing various, various different processes. And then in about 99, I've been staying with him about since 94, so about five years, he he rolled out this process he called the medicine bag, which is where he introduced these, not just the characters of drama, the different way to map the voices in your head, but the different types of stories they tell, the different emotions they evoke. And so you're mapping out what's the different voice, what's the story it tells, What's the emotion it creates? So you get to see, like, here's the structure of your your internal dialogue. And it was over a weekend. And after, you know, like Saturday night, Sunday morning, and I just went to him. I'm like, wow, this just lays it out so clearly. And I know somewhere in my engineering background brain, I just saw it as the computer code. This is how the matrix code is written into our, our programming to our belief system. And this is the voices we hear and that we agree with, that we make agreements with that are true, feel true, live out their stories, even if they're drama stories, and suffer because of it. And to see those voices in your head as characters gives you a gap from it, which then allows you to suspend belief and take your faith out and the belief becomes then a story which then becomes fiction, which then becomes not true, which then now relieves you from suffering. And so it was just, so I ran with that in the way I taught. I said, I'm going to use these tools and laid out for my clients and laid out in workshops as process and had to add steps because I'd been studying with Miguel five years before he, he rolled out this system to us. And so I had a way of organizing. I had a set of skills and perspective and awareness that people that I was starting with would start with me as clients didn't have. So I was like, okay, let's add this step here and let's add this process and let's add this process. Like he could just download it in a weekend and I was like ready for it. But other people, what I found out and why I parsed it out in a course online was, oh, we need a couple weeks in here to digest this segment so that they're ready to see characters, to then they're ready to work with the emotions behind it, to then see the underlying beliefs. It's like, mm-hmm. let's give this a couple months. Because uh, I would teach, and so that's when it really, it just saw this traction would set up this system of exercise that people could do on their own. And I saw the traction people could get and get to an incredible place of clarity and detachment from their stories and their internal dialogue in a couple of months. Then I'm like, I was just like, okay, Let's, let's record this because I'm saying the same thing all the time. Uh, it's just a system that works. And then because I would teach it in a workshop in a weekend, by the end of the weekend, people were like, wow, I get it. But then they'd go home and we're like, what was that thing again? How did that work? They couldn't maintain the consciousness on their own in the midst of their stories. So, But, but they could get there through some practices over a couple months. So this body of work, like how to break down the inventory of the stories Miguel taught in 99 and uh, uh, it was not published. 
you know, and it's only one part of what I work with with people and what I do, but it's a really effective for dealing with the inventory of stories. I'm so grateful that you taught it to me. Good. Good for you. Glad you ran with it. Yeah, that's that's when it's received and you like change your life with you. That's when it's like, ah, yes, that's when the real get an extra level of satisfaction. So thank you for doing that. Welcome. What is your definition of suffering? Emotional state, misery, lack of love. So lack of love. That is profound. I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Can you say more about that? Well, you know, when I started, I decided to do this work. And then I had the question, what is this work? Because <laughs> I was, there was no book, there was no manual, there was no <laughs> online course that I put together. And so uh, I explained to me, he says, well, there's basically two kinds of emotions. There's emotions rooted in love and there's emotions rooted in fear. And you're either experiencing expressing from love or you're experiencing expressing from fear. And so if you're if you're not in the state of love or an emotion of love, you're operating from fear. I have this t-shirt from Star Wars and Yoda says something to fear. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger and hate and suffering. And what we create from fear is, is suffering. You know, it, it wraps itself in these loops because fear generally comes from our emotional pains. You know, what, what are we afraid of? Things that we've been hurt by. Because if we're, we're infants, we don't know much about pain. We'll crawl right up to the edge of fall over a cliff. We have no fear of heights. But we're not afraid of love. We go right into relationships. We're like, oh, yeah, we want to be in love, you know. And we get heartbreak. We get pain. Like, oh, that's how you're going to fall in love now. Why? Because that fear, hesitation, doubt, we have a memory of pain. So you want to clean up your fear, your trepidations, your stories of doubt, jealousy, hurt. You have to clean up the emotional pain. So that's, that's where we suffer in that cycle of fear and pain. The repetition in memory of, of what is happening in the underside of our mind. Well said. What's the opposite of suffering? An open heart. Mm. I think our natural state, not our normal state, our normal state is to be guarded and, and be busy in the world, but our natural state, very early childhood, we loved very freely. Mm -hmm. We were curious and we explored before we got hurt or touched the hot stove, pain. Okay? You know, we we loved and received love very freely as children, typically. And our mission is to get back and be like children in a way, children in a way that our heart is open, but not children in the way that we're naive, because like, oh yeah, now I can see how I can make agreements and stories in my head and it, with fear and self-doubt and self-judgment. It's like, okay, we become wise. We're like, well, let's not do that anymore. We'll break that cycle. Like, oh, and these are the kinds of people I want to be with. And these are the kind of people I want boundaries with. We learn to navigate our way in the world with those that would go against us. We're like, okay, we're going to love everybody, but we're not going to sit down and agree with everybody, you know, and have lunch with everybody. So if we have that awareness, then we can avoid the pains 
and have our heart open without being in fear. So that's simple, but challenging direction to go. It is simple. And then Mr. Rogers once, a couple of years before he died, and uh, he was always a teacher. And the, the thing he said to me is that people are simple and deep, but life makes us shallow and complicated. It is really simple. It's really deep, but it is really simple. But man, we can really complicate the crap out of that. So the truth, truth and love are simple. Yeah. The, the deep, complicated parts of the ways we stack up stories, the way we stack up lies and hide things. It's like that network of lies, stories we can build in our own mind, hide from ourselves. Lies. That was, that was the thing with Miguel. It's like the battle, not between good and evil, it's between truth and lies. So that was the deep part. The complicated part is that we can just convolute story over story over story and bury truth and love. That's what we got to dig out. Oh, I love that. I don't know if you had written your book when I reached out to you at the beginning. When did you publish your book? I don't remember. 2000, is it 2012? 2010, yeah, probably 2012. And you tell me a little bit about it. It's called Mind Works, right? Yeah. I thought it was a clever title because it was both... Here's mind works. Here's your your mind, which is just turning out like a mill, just producing, 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 often suffering stories and emotions. And here's how your mind works doing that. Yeah. And here's a way to get your mind to work in a way that works for you. But it's a kind of a, a, a summary intro of some of the self-mastery course. That's the online course and says, here's the kind of story you tell. Here's the characters to look for, and here's some practices to break free from them. You know, it's like people ask, well, I need to get out of my own head or I'm my own worst critic. It's like, no, your mind's your critic. Mm. You're not your mind. Like, you got to make that separation. Here's some practices. Do this. And there's a part, the intent is that if you do these practices, there's a part of your, not just your brain, not your mind there's a conscious awakening that happens. Intent for the book, intent for the course, for all of it is to have this conscious awakening where you're, you experience yourself as presence or as consciousness. And you may not even have those words at the time, but what you'll do is you'll be in a state of perception that you'll see this going on in your mind, going on in your mind. And you're like, you'll have such a gap from it, be detached from it, and the emotions will change. If it really extends out into a real awakening and, and you can hold it there for a bit, at first it's kind of shocking. Like, mm. that's crazy. That's what my mind's doing. And then after a while, if you hold that consciousness, the repetition, you're like, oh my God, it's so ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous mm. thing I've seen. Well, the stories my mind tells. And so the intent is for that awakening through those practices. See your mind as just a storytelling machine. Here's the typical stories it tells. Do these practices and wake up. There's a different ways to do it. Mm. All of them require effort. It does take practice, doesn't it? If you go sit with the guru, 
you still have to go, you know, it may not have to go practice, just go sit in, but boy, you've got to get up from where you are. You've got to go travel and sit in their presence, whether that's to India or locally, like, and sit in their presence long enough to where there's a crack in that world of the mind. You get a different experience. So yes, there is effort required. I asked Miguel about that. I was like, what's up with that? What's the I've been looking for a magic pill forever, man. Well, and there's a lot of people selling them. Uh, and I was like, what? what's up with that process? And he's like, he said, you need to make your will strong. Hmm. There's uh, like getting a black belt, getting a college degree. You have to have some level of mastery and driving a car. This is this is all practice. Hmm. And over time it becomes easier. Oh yeah. Yeah. It becomes easier, it becomes fun. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not work. It's not work to drive a car. Yeah. It's not work to walk. You think about how long we struggle to walk. Hmm. Right. How long how long do we struggle to speak our language, hmm. right? Because it took right. us years to right. hone language. I went to college. I started to take a speech class, right? How to, <laughs> how to learn to talk effectively. And then get into consciousness work. It's like, how do I change all those stories that I learned and speak a more loving language, a less critical language, cut out the opinions, cut out the criticisms and complainings. How do I clean up my language? So, yeah, think of it. Think of it like learning a new language. Can't take a pill. You've got to build a whole new neural pathway system in your brain that's based in loving self-acceptance instead of what our typical internal dialogue, which is usually a lot of self-judgment. So think of that as a self-acceptance language. You have to unlearn the other one. So yeah, nobody nobody builds your neural pathways for you. You have to do the work. Dang it. Man, you're right. I know, I know, boy. If I had that product to sell as a pill, oh. that would be the deal. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's, it's the work. It always is, yeah. right? That which is worth doing is yeah. worth working for. So, yeah. No, I have to be honest. You know, I found it. It slipped away. I find it. It slipped away. I find it slipped away. I go, okay, more work to do. Okay, more work to do. Okay, self importance creeped in. Okay, I feel like I've done some much work. I'm entitled to everlasting peace and enlightenment now. Why aren't I getting it for me? You know, so suffering creeped in. So, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I I bought that foolish story too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, fell for that. No. What is the story of the the monk? The teacher says, "Okay, now look at such and such monk. He now gets it. Yes, as enlightenment." Mm. And, the, and the class was over, and the other monks came over. What's it like? What's it like? And he says, "Constant vigilance." Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the the drama of the world and other people they want to reach out and give you their stories and take and agree and believe. And so yeah. So what's it like today? Today. These days, let's say these days, I'm spending a lot of time practicing awe 
of being in the world. You know, what's what's my inner world look like? How do I see the world? What's going on? You know, and we can look at, no, there's political problems. And a lot of people are the news and the financial and their worries of the day. And yes, all of that's happening. And that's kind of on the surface. But I try to look like what's deep down happening. And I look at the world across time of billions of years. And I think humanity has been here just being able to talk to each other for some thousands of years. And so that in the spectrum of time of billions of years, like creation, well, the, the creation of this universe, we don't know which ones come and go after this one, right? But across time, like here, I'm in this tiny little window, getting human to have learned in the world how to speak and listen and hear and talk to a fellow person. Well, and then add in this miracle of technology, we're not even in the same room, that we can live on a planet in this cold, dark galaxy where we haven't seen another place that's habitable, that humanity has grown, that consciousness has grown, and we can be here in this experience of breathing, of loving, of suffering, of everything. Like, wow, what a creation to experience. And fly through the air on planes at 500 miles an hour and feel like you're not moving and eat a mango. <laughs> so there's like incredible, magical place, Earth where food grows out of the ground. Okay, we have nourishment and the, the plants and the trees and the oceans are giving us oxygen to breathe and we can sustain and to wake up here and see flowers and beauty and hear music and all this is happening. In this brief little window of time where humanity is here, where I can do this through a body with eyes and ears and touch and smell and taste, the miracle of, of just this physical body being alive and a planet in cold dark space for millions of light years away who knows the next one of my wow what a window to see this show to experience this show so that kind of deep level of awe and gratitude has been kind of my practice recently mm. that's inspiring thank you yeah. yeah well i have a series of reflective questions that i ask all of my guests would it be all right if i asked you them as well It'll be all right, and it will be all right if I play with the answers. Of course, absolutely. What is one thing about you that surprises people? I'm tall. I'm 6'3". <laughs> when they meet me, they meet me and they go, oh! <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that would surprise me. We've all faced a major decision in our lives that has resulted in us choosing to take a left turn instead of going right. When were you faced with such a dilemma and how did it work out for you? What, what do you mean by left turn? Everybody thinks you should go right and you go left. Yeah, that that was to study with Miguel and go off to Mexico and do these shamanic journeys and power journeys and called them where it was even in my mind at times like this looks crazy. Mm. Uh, this is not normal. What am I doing? And not telling people very much about it because 
I think would have brought up their fear. That's a cult. And even my fear at times. I'm like, am I losing control of my life? Feeling scary. But what I found in kind of looking at that, that was my own fears coming up and screaming that, which I then had to deal with. To go deep, trusting him and continue to trust him and go further and go further was certainly questioned by my parents when I talked about it. So I didn't share with them that much. And other people, I was like, uh, yeah, this looks a little weird. I'll just kind of keep it to myself somewhat where this is going. Well, I'm glad you did because it changed my life too, man. So thank you. What book are you reading right now? I'm not reading a book right now. I've been putting it aside. Nice. Good. When have you felt the most alive? When I'm teaching and sharing, particularly like on a power journey. Like I do one, I have one upcoming in October to Mexico, where this is a deep kind of a week-long intensive. Mm -hmm. We'll go into the pyramids in Mexico, where consciousness lights up and big archetype loving dreams come in and awakenings happen. It's, it's magical times. It's with big transformation experiences with that, that I had with Miguel guiding us trips and that I guide now for others. That's when I feel like, yeah, this is, this is all right. This is all as it should be. How often do you do those? Well, COVID had slowed down a bit, but I was doing about two, two or three times a year, and right now just once a year. I just have the trip to Mexico in October once a year. Thank you for sharing that. If you were going to spend the rest of your life on an island and could only bring one item of personal meaning, what would you bring? I have water. I have food. I have a comfortable place to sleep in the sand, maybe. I don't know. Those are, those are the most meaningful, what we need the most. It's air, water, food, rest. So then some sunblock because, you know, I'm kind of pale and I'll burn and my health, I think. Wow, that is really profound, dude. I'm a simple man. That was an amazing answer. Thank you. Name a person or a teaching that has had a profoundly positive impact on your life. This is Miguel. There were many, you know, it wasn't one thing that, that woke me up. There were several awakening processes, you know, started with just how much fear I'd been living in my whole life. Taking responsibility for it. All the stories I've told myself, I collected and carried in my own head, living by. There's several that were just, one is to take responsibility for my suffering, for my unhappiness. Okay, I'm the creator in my inner world. I'm responsible for what goes on in here. Nobody else can change this but me. Lots of other people might influence it, but I have to agree or not agree. That that was uncomfortable. But that was balanced out by the realization, the experiences from power journeys and, and things of how much love, joy is available with it. That was that teaching. So, yeah. So I'll take those two that balance each other. Here's all this pain inside, be responsible for it.
do something with it, heal it. And here's a level of love and peace that's possible. Sounds a lot more fulfilling than blame anyway. Is <laughs> <laughs> that they say about anger? Isn't you? The, the, the acid or poison you drink open, somebody else gets sick. Yeah, That's right. Okay. What's a daily practice that you must do every day? Me? You know, I'm not that structured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't have something that's like, oh, here's my daily practice. I'm grateful you said that. Because <laughs> I'm not either, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. That makes me happy. Uh, <laughs> what's one question you wish that I had asked you that I didn't? And what would you have said? No, I think I think I like the one that I wanted to share. Like, because I've I typically answer people for where they're at. And somewhere in the, the gift this interview, we're like, well, Gary's, where's Gary at? Or I decided I'm going there. It's like, let me share with you my crazy, awe-inspiring, how I see my this blessing of being in the world in this tiny little window of time, this tiny little window of space to experience flowers and mangoes and breathing. Yeah, that's... That's something that I would have liked to share. So thanks for letting me squeeze that in there to go. Who thinks like that? Why is hopefully like, like, yeah, that's happening. That's, that's the big picture foundation here of what's going on in life. And nobody spends any time noticing. Well, not nobody, a few of us do maybe, but maybe, you know, we'll practice some more will and, and the gratitude will grow. I'm so glad you shared it. Yeah. Thanks for, for inviting me and asking and opening the door. You're welcome. What does finding peace mean for you? It means clearing away the stories, the lies of the internal world we live in. That's the cloud of fog that hides the peace within. Mm. As Rumi says, you know, yours is not to seek love. Yours is only to remove the obstacles. Mm. I love it. Where can people find you? I'm, I'm on planet Earth currently. <laughs> Narrow <laughs> down galaxy. Um, find, they'll find <laughs> my work, pathwaytohappiness.com. And my online course has moved over to a community. That is the uh, uh, self-mastery community. You can get the links to that from the courses page and uh, pathwaytohappiness.com. You get my courses, get the teaching, get the processes for identifying, dismantling these stories in our head so you can clear away your own fog and you can find me on a power journey in october to teotihuacan mexico pyramids in mexico and maybe even find your own piece there too because that's what we'll be doing for an intensive few days so those are the places i'll be yeah we will put the links to all of that okay awesome gary thank you so much for being with me today appreciate you thank you very much thanks for inviting me good to finally uh chat with you yeah i hope we can do it again sometime i would love it it's been great have a wonderful rest of your day and enjoy the world 
You've been listening to the Finding Peace podcast. If you love the show or want to ask a question, let us know by going to findingpeaceconsulting.com. There, you can also learn about the Finding Peace 5-Day Challenge. Remember to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss the next episode. And if you are listening on iTunes, please give us a 5-star rating. It really does help other people find this podcast more easily. Thank you for spending part of your journey with us. And a special thanks to Johnny Porter for producing the show and A.G. Flux for the new background music. Copyright Finding Peace Consulting.